going to continue on our teaching on the revelation gifts, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and then we're going to take a few minutes on the discerning of spirits, after which we're going to go to talk about prophecy today and have a longer time of activation. So just be ready. Are you all ready? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your presence in the Amens. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who lives in us and who teaches us your word today, Lord. Help us, Lord God, to experience the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. We are hungry to know and to grow in the things of the Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Okay, the definition. Now, in the future, when you are going to be teaching the Word of God yourself, always keep this in mind. The beginning of every subject has to deal with the definition. So if you are having an opportunity to teach, and you want to teach on faith, you want to teach on hope, the Lord is leading you to teach on grace, always begin with a good introduction, which means the definition or a good illustration. Okay? All right. A supernatural insight into the spirit world and the comprehending of the human spirit supernaturally revealed by the Holy Spirit. So, discerning of spirits is a supernatural revelation of the Holy Spirit into the spirit realm, into the spirit world. And we know that the spirit world has different kinds of spirits. For example, number one, the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, discerning the move of the Holy Spirit. Recognizing when the Holy Spirit is moving with a gift of healing, a gift of prophecy, or when the Holy Spirit is moving on a congregation to minister deliverance, or any other move of the Spirit, even during a time of worship, a time of prayer. That's also a form of the gift of the discerning of Spirit. So, you will see in the Spirit world that there are different types of spirits that this gift will help you to discern. All right? The Holy Spirit, number two, angels. Now, angels could be good angels from God or fallen angels, demons and evil spirits. Okay? Also to discern God, the presence of Jesus, and of course, the fourth is to discern your own human spirit or the own spirit of others. There are times people prophesy from their own spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit. There are times people say, I saw this, I saw this, and it's from their own spirit. Okay, so it's important for the one who is receiving the prophecy to also discern whether this is from God. Because in Nagaland and also other parts of the Northeast, there are hundreds of people who will say, God told me this about you. God told me this about you. Now, if you listen to every one of them blindly, your life will be destroyed. Not their life. So it is your responsibility to judge every word you receive. Whether it's from God or whether they are speaking from their own minds. Because even in the Bible, we see that there were people who prophesied wrongly. And in a specific case, in the book of Kings... We see that there were 400 prophets who were prophesying 
to the king of Israel. Go to war, go to war, you will win. But there was only one prophet who said, the Lord says, don't go. The majority were saying, go, 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 go. The minority was right. You will see that even in the body of Christ, some people have this perception. If the majority says yes, it is God. Have you heard that? It is not. So, at times the majority is God, at times the minority is God. You have to discern by the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, discernings in the Spirit. In the book of Corinthians, that gift is actually in the plural. It should literally discernings in the Spirit. Okay? Which means, it is an operation of the Holy Spirit that comes in different kinds of ways. Okay? It is under the control of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do it by will. Someone just texted me last week on Facebook and said, Can you make a map? Uh, can you make an app that will be able to scan a room and that will be able to tell whether the angels are there or not? So people have all these weird ideas. Some people come up to you directly and say, Pastor, can you ask the Lord for a word for me right now? See, we cannot activate the gifts according to our will. Right? There's sometimes people come and say, Pastor, I've come to bring my friend to you. Can you say if there's anything wrong with her by the Holy Spirit? So, understand, the gifts do not function according to our will or your will. It's as the Spirit wills. So when people come and put pressure on pastors to do a scan, a spiritual scan, and see if there's any evil spirit there, do you know what you're actually doing? You're treating the Holy Spirit as a power, as a force that you can manipulate at your will and not as a person. You're not honoring the Holy Spirit. So you're like going to the Holy Spirit like people go to psychics. You know what psychics are? You see a lot of them on the internet even today, even in India. People that say, call me and I will predict your future. I will tell you whether this relationship is good for you or not. This business is good for you or not. In fact, if you go to some parts of India, Raipur, Mumbai, in some newspapers, you will see advertisements of witchcraft, tantric, for your business, to damage your enemy. Even that is in the newspaper. Right? So, the world out there is advertising a false supernatural. And even Christians call up those psychics. I know Christians who have called up the psychics. You know why? Because their boyfriend left them. And they couldn't take the pain. So the Christian girl, filled with the Holy Spirit, is calling up a psychic and asking the devil. Because when you call up the psychic, you're asking the devil. You're talking to the devil. You're dabbling with the devil. And it's serious. The Bible says, do not even go to anyone outside of God. Mediums, soothsayers, witch doctors, for any other source of supernatural information except that which comes from God. It was a temptation in Old Testament times. It's still a temptation today. Because everybody wants to hear or know something about the future, to have an edge or your business for your competition, your exam. You want to know. So Christians call up psychics. And open the door to Satan to come and destroy their life. Because when you yield, listen. How did Adam become a sinner? He opened his heart to the suggestion of the devil. 
he obeyed the devil's instructions. And that's how he became a sinner, a child of wrath. So when we yield to Satan, we actually give him authority over our life. And he has now free reign to come and wreak havoc in your life. Uh, but uh, I, I, I did not yield to Satan, I just call up the psychic. The devil does not advertise himself directly. He always comes indirectly. Now for God, he will always advertise himself directly because God always deals in light. He's honest. He's true. He never forces. But the devil will never advertise himself directly. It's indirect. But even indirect, he will come. So when you yield to wrong prophecies, even wrong prophecies, you yield to wrong spirits, you yield to witchcraft, you're opening yourself up to the devil. Amen? So we have to be very, very, very serious in the realm of the spirit. Okay? Because the spirit world is not a world that you can just go to university and study about. The only way you are knowing, understanding the spirit world is through the Bible. And through your relationship with God. And what the Bible teaches you. Okay? The spirit world has good spirits, angels, the Holy Spirit, of course, all from the light, uh, the kingdom of light. And then we have the wrong spirits, Satan, who comes as an angel of light. If you read some of Sadhu Sundar Singh's encounters, he says, when he was in the realm of the spirit, because he's always spending time in the realm of the spirit, he saw beautiful creatures come to him, offering him gifts, offering him power. He said they were so beautiful, he was so tempted. But his spirit did not have peace. And when he went towards them, he saw, he felt that they were empty. Even though they were beautiful, there was an emptiness there. And he rejected, he rejected, and then he departed. And then the genuine spirit of Christ came and talked to him. And then he saw the true beauty there. So every dream is not from God. Every prophecy is not from God. Every revelation is not from God. Our responsibility is to discern, to test the spirits. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, you'll be, you'll be, it will be taught to you later on, but let me just give you very briefly right now how to test. All right? Because I just sense the spirit leading in this direction. Number one, how do you test? Very simple. The word of God. Every revelation from the Holy Spirit will be According to the word of God. It will line up with the word of God. And when we talk about the word of God, always try to understand it from the New Testament context, the gospel, grace, the love of God, and so on. So a revelation will never come saying, leave your wife and marry this woman. Which some people in the past actually believed. A revelation will never come by the Holy Spirit to gossip about someone, to break a church, to steal money. Never. So if we always line up according to the word of God. So there are some people who prophesy that Jesus is going to come in this year. And they even had thousands of followers who were Christians. Even recently a man called Harold Camping had a big radio show. Prophesied Jesus will come in some years, I forgot. 2000 something. And not so many people, Christians followed him. They were waiting on the day. This is absolutely against the word of God because Jesus says, even I don't know the exact day. Only the Father knows. 
So if there's any prophecy that says Jesus is coming on this year, on this day, that person is false. Alright? Number two. How do we discern? By the nature of God. Okay? Nature of God. What's the nature of God? Love, peace, joy, and so on. So every genuine revelation will carry His nature. Will carry His nature. That means if it's from God, it will also have peace attached to it. If it's from God, it will have love attached to it. So you have to discern not only what was prophesied, what was revealed, but also the tone of that word, the nature of that word, the sense. When you receive that word, did it also bear witness in your heart? Did you have peace about it? Or did you have no peace? I shared with you my testimony, right? About the prophecy about how I'll be married to another woman. Now, that prophecy, it came with a hook. There was a hook in that prophecy. You know what was the hook? And Satan's prophecy always have a hook. It will appeal to your selfishness. That hook was, if you marry this woman, your ministry will be international. And your ministry will be like Derek Prince. If you marry. Oh, it was so tempting. But I've realized God doesn't tempt you through your flesh. In fact, when it's a genuine word from God, many times he asked for sacrifice. He asked for sacrifice. When the Holy Spirit spoke to me, go home, go back home. He didn't say, go back home. Then you will start a church. It will become an international church. And you will go to the nations. The Holy Spirit didn't say that. The Holy Spirit only said, go back home. But when the word comes from Satan, many times, do this and then you'll become rich. And then you'll become famous. And then you'll become very powerful. Do you know that there are so many prophecies nowadays about you'll become rich, you'll become powerful. And people believe that. They run after it. Their lives get messed. They break churches because of these wrong prophecies. They leave the place where they are supposed to be serving faithfully because of these wrong prophecies. The prophecy that comes with the hook is from the devil. Why? Because Satan came and told Adam and Eve, if you eat this, you will be like God. There was a hook. Satan's prophecies are very impressive, I tell you. Very tempting. And I was tempted. There was a hook. But guess what happened? In my spirit, suddenly, darkness came. Heaviness came. Doubt came. Confusion came. I could not sleep for months. But my mind was like, oh, this is the word from God. This is God. So now there was a conflict. There was strife on the inside, which means there was no peace. It was not from God. All right? So, it must line up with the word of God. It must have the nature of God in it. Number three, bear witness in your spirit. How? With peace. Peace and joy. The kingdom of God's righteousness, peace and joy. A sense of righteousness must be there about this word. Even if sometimes it's a negative word. Okay, number four. How do we test the genuineness of every word? How do I test? You share with leaders who are mature, who are watching out for your life, and let them pray. Because the gifts of the Spirit are always supposed to be practiced in the context of a family, not yourself alone. God told me, I don't want anyone, I don't need anyone, I will do it by myself. That's foolishness. I always encourage our church, even if God spoke to you, come and share with us so that we can pray 
together. And as a family, we can discern God's will. We can have peace. And then if we release you, it's by the blessing of the family also. Not just you, God, and no one else. There's no Lone Ranger in the body of Christ. Lone Rangerism is not taught in the Bible. Lone Lone Rangerism is rebellion. Okay? So many pastors complained to me about how they sent their student to this Bible school, to this Bible school. And after they came back, they broke the church. They said, oh, this pastor is teaching false outside my own church. Most of those people end up nowhere after some time. So, share with leaders so that there is agreement. Do you know that God can speak to others also, not only to you? God speaks to the body so that there's protection. Amen. So, Share with leaders. Share with leaders. Okay, how do I test the genuineness of every word? All right? Number five. How do I test the genuineness of every word? You give time to that word to sit in your heart. Don't just run immediately. Give time. Let it marinate in your heart. Mm, is it from God or not? Okay. Don't decide immediately. Now, if a word comes, you have to do today. You have to decide today. That's not usually God. Because God doesn't force or pressure. God leads. Right? The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me. He doesn't force me. He doesn't push me. He doesn't pull me in paths of righteousness. He leads he leads. Leads is this. Lead is this. Hey, 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 come, follow me. Okay? And he's walking. He's not pulling you by your ears and your nose. Who pulls you by your ears and nose? Satan. He leads. Your part is to follow. Your choice. Right? When cows come up from Dimapu to Kohima, how do they come up? Have you seen that? Huh? There's someone behind them with a stick. Right? And he's beating the cows so the cows are running up. Because who wants to come up to Kohima, right? They're coming up to certain death. So cow, cow not wanting to come up, the shepherd is with a stick behind them. That's not how God leads. But that's how many people who prophesy think God leads. Punishment. God only leads by punishment. That's how they think. So when they come and prophesy to you, they'll prophesy punishment. They prophesy anger. They prophesy wrath. In fact, if people are only seeing bad, black things, dark things, and punishment, and they don't see blessings in the prayer, right? Don't listen to them. You know why? If you are a genuine person who can see into the realm of the spirit, let me ask you this. Why are you only seeing the devil? Why are you only seeing evil spirit? Why are you only seeing how the devil works, what the devil is doing? You don't see what God is doing. So when they come to your house, they will only tell you what the devil is doing. I can see in the corner of your house, one black bird is there. Anyone come to your house like this? Yes. They see only black. They never see white. Now, the spirit world is only black or what? See, when they look into your life, they only see black things, evil things. Wrong things, sin. They don't see 
what God is doing. They don't see the gift of God. They don't see the potential. They see only the wrong things. You know why? Because the brains have been brainwashed by legalism, by the law, only into seeing evil and prophesying evil and doom and wrong things. So not only testing by this, but also number six, the character of the person. All right? The track record of the person. Maturity also important. Sometimes people prophesy out of the hurt. They hurt. They've been hurt by men. They've been hurt by pastors. So now when they go to any house to pray and pray for people, God is saying all the men. No, God doesn't say all the men like this. God is not angry. But they prophesy in anger, right? Have you heard people prophesy in anger? You know why? It's because their heart is hurt. They're not prophesying out of the Spirit of God. They're prophesying out of their anger. And they're saying things that God did not say. Like for example, when Moses struck the water with anger and said, Must I bring out water from you all? And God said, Moses, you sinned there. I told you to speak to the rock. You struck the rock. And you misrepresented me to the people. And that's why you're not going to enter into your promised land. So when people prophesy in anger, you are misrepresenting God. You see on TV, you see on Facebook, so many preachers saying, oh, these homosexuals, they will go to hell. Right? Have you heard that? Seen that? Now, homosexual is a sin. We know that. But to say it with such wrath and condemnation as if God is angry with them, and condemns them. When today, right now, is a season of grace. You are misrepresenting God. So you have to test the character of the person. Unhealed prophets are very dangerous. Bitter prophets are dangerous. Bitter prayer warriors, dangerous. Because, see, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall... Ah... If your heart is not pure, how is your heart not pure? When you're filled with anger, gossip, guilt, condemnation, your heart is not pure. So you see, but you don't see clearly. And you interpret wrongly. And you speak the wrong things. And what you speak damages people's lives. Because when you speak in the name of God, I tell you, it's very powerful. People listen. People follow. So, the character of the person is important. Give it time. Share with people. Let it be witness in your heart with peace. Okay? The nature of God. Some very basic tools to discern, to test. Okay? All right. Okay. Let's go back to the notes. Discerning of spirits. Okay. This operation can be very valuable in the local church when it is used properly. It can enable the pastor of a church to choose the right men and women for his leadership, positions of responsibility. The sending of spirits and the word of knowledge work closely together at times, that it is hard to distinguish between the two gifts. Okay? What it is not, it is not related to anything natural and has nothing to do with the realm of the mind. Okay? So it is not mind reading. <laughs> Some. Prayer warriors came once, long time back, sitting with me. 
She was telling me, Moi tuki babriyase mo janedo. What you are thinking, I know, she said. I just knew she was fake from that moment. Because there is no gift of mind reading. There's no gift of mind reading. Amen. So when people claim such things, they're either doing it out of ignorance or they're trying to impress you falsely so that you will just yield to them. So it is an operation of the Holy Spirit. It is not you walking always knowing what other people are thinking. It's an operation of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So at that time, the Holy Spirit can reveal to you what is in the hearts of people, but it is as He wills. But it is not a natural mind-reading gift that you can openly use anytime. Okay? It is not discerning between good and evil. It is not a sixth sense like ESP, thought reading. Okay? It is not a gift of discernment. There is no such gift. It's a discerning of spirits. Now, there is some wisdom that you get from God where you are able to discern through your experience and your wisdom. That is different. Like you can see how a person is working and you can discern certain things about that person. It is not that gift. This is called discernings of spirit. It's a supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit. Okay? It is not a discernment of things. It's not a discernment of a person. It's a discernment of spirits. It is not a gift of suspicion. Suspecting a person of being a certain way when he is not. It's not a gift of criticism either. Okay? So, let's look how in many different areas this gift can manifest. A, divine. We can discern the likeness of God. Two, we can discern Jesus. You can look at it in your notes later on. When John saw Jesus in the book of Revelations, he saw into the realm of the Spirit. When John saw the Holy Spirit, Revelation chapter 4, so we discern the presence, the move of the Holy Spirit. Number four, we can discern God's angels. So, Peter saw an angel. Paul saw angels. It's a discerning of spirits. Point number B, we discern evil spirits. Acts chapter 16, you know this story. There was a servant girl who had the spirit of divination. You know the story in Acts chapter 16? Right? So Paul was preaching and this servant girl was walking behind Paul and his team saying, These men are servants of the Most High God. These men are servants of the Most High God. Let me ask you this question. Was that a correct revelation? Yes or no? Yes. Let me ask you this. Think. Was it a true revelation? Huh? It was not true. Even though it was correct. Ah, what does it mean? See, you have to understand not from the natural mind. Understand from the spiritual nature. Truth has power. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. But that revelation that the servant girl had came from a spirit of divination. A spirit of lies. Okay? So if you listen to the servant girl, guess what would have happened to you? Bondage. Deception. Lies. So even though it was correct, if you believed it, it would have bound you. It would have deceived you. 
Did you understand? So it's not true because it doesn't carry the nature of the kingdom. It came from the kingdom of darkness even though it was correct. And that's how Satan gets people. People will come to you and say, I know your father's name and tell you your father's name. Tell you your brother's name. Tell you what you were doing when you were five years old. And you get shocked. Well, evil spirits have those knowledge. Yes or no? They have those knowledge. But when it comes to a revelation that will set you free, that will speak into your destiny, that when you believe it, it will propel you into your future, the devil cannot do that. So this woman had a spirit of divination. What's divination? Divination is to predict the future. No, Satan can never predict the future like God. But he can predict the future to some degree and extent because he's able to influence some situations and to bring those things to pass. For people who yield to him, for people who follow him. Are you following? Right? For example, sometimes we can predict that you will die in 10 years time. Satan can predict that. Because he already made you have a bad habit of eating too much Raja Milcha by today. Yes. See, he can influence your flesh and you can develop some wrong habits. And there can be a wrong prophecy that comes and tells you, Isoko Aze, your life is short. And if you believe it, it will manifest in your life. So this woman had a spirit of divination. It was a wrong spirit. But for many days, Paul did nothing. Did you know that? Paul just went around preaching. This woman was following. This servant is a man of the most high God. But the Bible says Paul got irritated. Go to Acts chapter 16 because you're looking at me. Acts chapter 16. Look at verse 18. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit. Why wasn't Paul annoyed on the first day? And this is not a normal annoying. Ah, there's no fan. Oh, it's so annoying. Ah, there's no meat today. So annoying. Not that kind of annoying. This was an annoyance in the Spirit. Paul sensed something in the Spirit, which he did not sense any other day. Greatly annoyed. See, greatly annoyed. Greatly. The literal translation is distressed. He was distressed in the spirit. There was something wrong in the spirit. He just sensed it. He just sensed it. Remember I shared the testimony of how Pastor Kohani and I, we just woke up at the same time and we sensed the presence of fear in the room. And we were distressed. So, Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out that very hour. Why didn't Paul cast out the demon from the first day? Because Paul did not know it was an evil spirit. Until the gift of discernment manifested. And then Paul did not speak to the girl. Paul spoke to the Spirit. That is how you deal with deliverance. Okay. Today when you go out to pray for the sick, you speak to the sickness, not to the person. Some people do deliverance by slapping the person. <laughs> I've, I've seen it happen. 
We are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and might. So our fight is against evil spirit, not the person. Right? I've seen here in Kohima some people do deliverance by beating up the person. Hey, do I said, oh, it's your fault. You, you, they were accusing and fighting against the poor person. And guess what? He was being beaten up so much, he had no choice. He said, okay, I repent. He repented. And what happened? What happened? He went back to demon worship and became worse. Why? Out of his anger and bitterness. It happened here in Kohima. Many people, you also know, they were abused, they were beaten up during the deliverance time, and they had no choice, they just willingly did it, and then they went back to demon worship again. It's grace and love that they need. So, we speak to the Spirit. Paul spoke to the Spirit. So if we sense a spirit of anger in someone, a spirit of lust in someone, you speak to the spirit and say, you spirit of anger, come out of her. When I was in Delhi, in the church when I was ministering, I think last month or two months back, so as I was mentioning, Pastor Uncle was mentioning on one side, I was mentioning, there was this lady that began to manifest, spirit of anger. Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, please pray for me. I'm like, are they? There are two persons here. <laughs> the one who's asking for prayer is the right person, and the other person is trying so I dealt with that person who was an uninvited guest in that house. Right? Spirit of anger, leave. Okay, so you deal with the spirit. So at times, you got to deal with the sickness. Jesus rebuked the fever. Peter's mother-in-law, right? Jesus spoke to the fever, rebuked the fever. Jesus did not rebuke the mother-in-law. <laughs> Jesus rebuked the fever. Fever go in Jesus' name. So evil spirit live in Jesus' name. You got to speak to the sickness. Just do what Jesus did. He's a teacher. Amen. So that's the moment when the evil spirit left. Hallelujah. So we discern the presence of evil spirits. And there are times that we can discern the thoughts and motives of the human heart when the Holy Spirit Reveals that to us. Okay? Are you with me? So, the apostles of Jesus saw the Holy Spirit come like a fire upon each one of them. It was not a natural fire. They could see. It is discerning of spirits. John saw the dove coming upon Jesus when he was being baptized. It was not a natural dove. It was the Holy Spirit. They could discern the Holy Spirit. Alright? So, the gift of the discerning of spirits can make you very effective when you are dealing with spiritual warfare. When you're dealing with sickness. When you're dealing with a problem that has not been solved for many times, even after many prayer. The Holy Spirit can make you discern that this person has a spirit of anger. There's a curse that needs to be broken. Sometimes it's like a word of knowledge also. Okay? So that can make your ministry very effective. It can solve problems and bring breakthroughs that for many years was evading those persons. So the gift of discerning of spirits is very important to the functioning of the body of Christ. It results in believers recognizing the presence of the Holy Spirit and the ways in which God is moving. It will bring remarkable ministry to the church and also to the world and it will bring miracles and blessings to many. 
Okay, now let's quickly go on. Prophecy. Is it raining outside? Ministry and gift of prophecy. Do you have these notes? Okay. I want you to read it. Not much time to go through the whole. Just go to the page number six. Are you there? What is prophecy? Okay, so prophecy is speaking God's heart, mind, and purpose by the inspiration of the Spirit. This speaking incorporates the revelatory and prophetic timings of the Spirit resident in the one speaking. Primarily, it is to build up, encourage, and comfort. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3, this is the primary purpose of prophecy, which people in Nagaland have thrown out of the window. (laughs) They just accept prophecy without understanding the purpose. We use prophecy to control, to manipulate, and to demand money from people. God is saying, if you don't sponsor this crusade, your son will die. Many people have heard these kind of prophecies. God is saying, if you don't build this church, your baby will die. How many of you ever heard some prophecies like this in Nagal? See? So we use prophecy to control people, to take out money from people. Everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. In the King James, it says, for their edification, exhortation, and comfort. Edification means to build up. That means the prophecy will build you up. Exhortation means to encourage. It will put courage in you. It will bring peace in you. It will bring security in you. And comfort. Comfort means to just bring that peace, that assurance God is with you. God loves you. God knows the situation. So, the basic gift of prophecy is not to predict the future. Many times we think it's to predict the future. Pastor, please pray for me and tell me what God is telling me about my future. They only think about the future. No, prophecy is simply to speak what is in the mind of Christ for that person at that moment. A simple word like this. I just feel like God is saying, He's with you. He will not leave you. His presence is with you. There was nothing about the future. There was nothing about prediction there. But if it was a genuine move of the Spirit, it would bring encouragement, comfort to the heart. I was once in Singapore, and I was feeling so guilty and so condemned because of some things I have done. And I was just in this fellowship. And this person I've never met my whole life. Young person. Comes up to me in the middle of the service. All seen together. And he says, I just sense the Lord saying, you are righteous. He was only telling me what the Bible says. But it was inspired to him by the Holy Spirit. And he said, the Lord says, you are righteous. But when I heard that, guess what happened? That guilt and the condemnation and that heaviness I was having, bam, it disappeared. Because it was from God. It brought edification, exhortation and comfort. So sometimes you just go and tell someone, I just felt like saying, God loves you. And if it was inspired by the Holy Spirit, that will set you free. Even more than someone coming and telling you, oh, I see you, I see you, I see you. You are jumping up the mountains and you are rooming, swimming in the rivers. And you're like, ah. And it leaves you more confused. (laughs) All right? So the basic gift of prophecy is for edification, exhortation, and Comfort And it may come in different ways. When you hear from God, you can be a seer. You can be a hearer. Okay? 
You can see. Some of you, you hear God by seeing a lot. How many of you see a lot? Can I see your hands? See. Right? Abraham heard God. If you go to Genesis chapter 15, I think, verse 1. Go quickly there. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. Can you read it quickly? The word of the Lord came to Abraham. Ah. Now word is coming to you right now from me in? Words. So, many of you are expecting words from God. You're expecting to hear from God like you're hearing from me. No. God is in you. Did you understand? So the dynamics of how you hear from God is not how you hear from another human being. The word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. What's a vision? Something you see. So Abraham heard God's word by seeing. We think we hear only by hearing. No. There are some people, your primary way you hear from God is to see. Some people you hear. How many of you hear? You hear in your spirit. You hear, right? Thoughts and all that. Then there is another person. Some of you are knowers. You just know. The primary way you hear from God is just you know and you know and you know in your heart. How many of you are knowers? I'm primarily a knower. Now I'm seeing more than in the past because my senses have been activated to be more conscious to what I see. So nowadays I see more. But in the beginning when I started, I was a knower. I was a knower, knower, knower. Sometimes a hearer, but now more a seer and a knower. And so some of you will have combinations. Some of you will see more, but at times you will know. Okay, so these are the three primaries. So in this, you will see a word, or you will hear a word, or you will know a word, a picture, all right, a character, a color, so many different things. Okay, but then it will be this way. Now the word prophecy also means to... Uh, Bubble up. Okay, it means brr, brr, right? You burp, right? To spring forth. So, the word prophecy sometimes, it simply means used in the Bible to speak inspired by the Holy Spirit. You're just praying for someone and then, oh, you're inspired to say it, and you say it. Sometimes you're praying for some people and then you're inspired to say certain things. To bubble up. So, be sensitive to that when you're praying for people. Now, usually, when I'm just talking to people, it doesn't happen. But when I'm in a ministry situation, and the anointing is upon me, and I'm praying for people, and the more I pray for people sometimes, the more the anointing flows through me, and I'm just more sensitive and yielded to the Holy Spirit. There are times I just go lay hands for someone I've never met, and something bubbles up. Worship. Pray ministry. And I just say, and I just walk away. And then later on, those people come and say, how did you know I'm in the worship ministry? I don't know. It just bubbled up. Okay? So, even as you are praying for people, experiencing ministry, they will find that there are certain settings of ministry where you are yielded more to the Spirit. And it's almost like your Spirit and the Holy Spirit become so entwined that your thought is His thought. 
what you're inspired and feeling is his inspiration and his feeling, and you just yield to it, is the Holy Spirit. But usually it's in those moments and settings of ministry. It's not like when you're tired and lazy and you just watch Korean drama. And then suddenly, you know, so you got to also watch yourself and know yourself. In which moments you are yielded to the Spirit and when you are not. So that you just don't speak crazy things that people blindly follow. Okay? Hallelujah. Okay. Prophetic protocol. 1 Corinthians 14.40 Everything should be done in a fitting and orderly manner. The following guidelines are set up to protect you, the prophetic ministry, and others listening to the prophecy. No dates. Jesus gave no specific date regarding his return, so no dates about the second coming of Christ. No mates. We are not to tell a person who they should marry or divorce. Okay? Now, sometimes the Holy Spirit may give you a sense and an idea that that person is for this person. But then you go and prophesy, it's going to falsely influence that person. And if they haven't heard from God, it's going to confuse them. So it's better to just pray behind the scenes till that person hears from God. Because, understand this, even if you prophesy over her and over him, it's his choice also, it's her choice. I'm not prophesying, but I'm just saying... Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> you see, because in the end, God has to choose. It's the free will that's involved, right? So, number three, no deaths or births. Telling a person these things can cause heartache and confusion. Right? Prophesying deaths, unless, you know, that person is mature to read it, because it's also, it has happened. I'm not saying... It does not happen. It has happened. But then it's been situation. Like for example, for me, I would receive very personal words from people I trust. Not from strangers. Or people whose ministry has been really proven. And it's rare that they would prophesy such things even in public also. Okay? No dates or births or even sometimes saying it will be a boy, it will be a girl. You know, it's not wise. Unless that you have a strong relationship with that person. If you prophesy it's going to be a boy, you are 50% correct. All right? So, of course, when, even when I say that, I've had times when the Holy Spirit spoke to me, it's going to be a boy, and I told him, and it was a boy. But it was a very strong inspiration in the Spirit. It was not just a guess. Okay, so, no correction or specific direction. The Lord is saying, sell your house. Go to Mozambique and be a missionary. You know, sometimes those things, it's good that they are tested with the church, prayed, given time. Okay? Thus say the Lord. That was in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we don't say, thus say the Lord. Why? Every person has the Holy Spirit in them to judge and to witness. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, test the words that have been prophesied. Judge the prophecy. Not the prophet, the prophecy. Many in Pnagalan, I tell them, you need to judge the word. They get scared. Who will it be? If I judge the word, that she might get angry and she might judge me. We're so afraid of judging the prophecy. We just follow blindly whatever has been said. That's foolishness. Even if an angel comes and prophesies to you, do you know what? You need to judge that word. 
You need to judge every word comes from the realm of the spirit. Test the word. Test the spirits. Even if Benahim prophesied over you, I recommend you, you test the word, you judge the word. Even if it's Joseph Prince or whoever. Some very famous people have prophesied over me and I, I, I have not received the prophecies. In my spirit, I didn't agree with it. And some just random people prophesied, it came to pass. It has nothing to do with reputation. Popularity of the speaker. Amen. So we should avoid saying, thus said the Lord, because it puts undue pressure on the receiver. It's better to use words like, I sense my spirit. I feel the Lord moving my heart. To say things like, well, you know, this is what I sense. You can judge the word later on. Okay. Prophecy should be judged. Every prophecy, every prophetic word, every revelation needs to be judged. Okay. Come, sister. Ria, come and stand here. Come and stand here. Face the crowd. So we're going to practice how to prophesy. Okay? And we're going to start with something very simple all of us can do. All of you, I just want you to get one encouraging word. Any encouraging word for Sister Ria and just speak that encouraging word too. It doesn't have to be, ah, do I get, no, no. Because the basic gift of prophecy is for encouraging. So if we just practice encouraging and giving compliments, that's how you're getting to practice by faith your spirit. Okay, so anyone from the guy's side and the lady's side, give her an encouraging word. Come, Zozo. Grace after grace. Okay. Come, give her an encouraging word. You, 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 yeah. Give her a compliment, if not. Give her an encouraging word, give her a compliment. That's wonderful. Okay, all right. James, give her an encouraging word, come. You are loved. Okay, wonderful. Yes, give her an encouraging word. Amen. Okay, give her an encouraging word. Jesus loves you. Okay. All right. Surila? You are chosen. Okay. Lanpu? God's love is enough for you. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Suraj, give us an encouraging word. Huh? Be humble. Okay. <laughs> this is very encouraging. Right? Come. Give her an encouraging word. Be a blessing wherever you go. Okay. And now anyone wants to give? Anyone just feel you want to say something to encourage her from this side? Feel free. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Amen. Okay, go ahead. You are precious. Wonderful. From this side, any two persons. Come. Ah. Yeah, you are a very pretty girl. Yes. Another one? You are raw like lion. Yes. Okay, lioness. Okay. So, see, was it difficult to say those encouraging words? No, because there are just some things 
you can just say to encourage someone, right? So, if you learn to do that, you'll begin to learn to flow even in the gift of prophecy. Because what is prophecy? is encourage, edify, to exhort, right? You may be seated. Were you blessed through those words? See? So, it's simple encouragement, okay? So, when you practice encouraging, it is what begins to flow. The river of prophecy begins to flow. Okay. All right. You may be seated, everyone. Okay. The five of you, did you feel encouraged? Yes? The rest of you, was it easy? Was it very difficult or was it just so easy and it was fun to go and encourage someone? There was no pressure, right? Yes. So that's how prophecy works. You should not feel the pressure to be perfect. Okay? It's just to go and speak words that you're just feeling inspired in your heart. And from that very basic place is where God begins to move. Okay? Now, the level of Elisha, Elijah prophecy, don't imagine to start from that level. <laughs> All of us are under, ah, I, I have to say something. Ah, we want to start Elisha, Elijah level. Hey, start at baby level. Just speak what you impress in your heart. And as you are practicing it, God will show you more. Your sensitivity will increase. The problem that many Christians have is they want to start at Elisha level. Jesus level. You got to start at the humble level where we are. Alright? Okay, now, everyone close your eyes. Lie back. I want you to picture a pink elephant. Picture a pink elephant. The moment you see the pink elephant, raise your hand. How many of you can see a pink elephant? Keep your hands raised. And the moment you see it, raise your hand immediately. Picture a pink elephant inside you, inside your heart. In your imagination. Picture a pink elephant. How many of you can see the pink elephant? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Keep on looking, the rest of you. Pink elephant. Pink. Pink. Can you see a pink elephant? Those who can you see? Huh? Can you see a pink elephant? Okay. Put down your hands. Open your eyes. How many of you could not see the pink elephant? Can I see your hands? Okay. Now, close your eyes. The ones who did not see the pink elephant, can you see me on the stage? It's the same eyes. The same way you see me on the stage is the way you see pink elephant. It's your imagination. It's the eyes of your heart. Alright, now everyone close your eyes again. Close your eyes. I want you to see a pink pig. Maybe it will help the Nagas to see better. If it's a pig, not elephant. A pink pig. When you see the pink pig, raise your hand. Huh? Can everyone see? Can you see the pink pig? Rabba, can you see? You can't see the pink pig. Okay. Put your hands down. How many of you still didn't see the pink pig? Can I see your hands? Who, who didn't see anything? Can I see your hands? You didn't see? You didn't see? Who else didn't see? Come, both of you, come to the front. Come to the front. Who else didn't see? Some ladies didn't raise your hands, but now you're not raising your hand again. It's not to embarrass you, but if you did not see the pink pig, also raise your hand. From the lady's side. Okay, both of you come. 
Stand here. Face one another. Can you see him? Can you see him? Now close your eyes. I want you to see Rabbah right now. Can you see him? In your eyes. Close your eyes. From your heart, can you see him? In front of you. Can you see him right in front of you? But your eyes are closed. How do you see? What shirt is he wearing? Does he have hair on his head or he doesn't have hair? Huh? Less hair or many hair? Much hair? Less. What about him? What shirt is he wearing? What shirt is Rabbi wearing? Pink. How did you see? How can you sense pink? Color is not something you sense. Color is something you see. <laughs> you have seen before. That's why you're saying you're using your imagination, right? Yeah. Is Rabba fair or is he brown or is he black? How do you know? Right now, you can see. Can you see brown or not in your eyes? In your, in your imagination? Okay. So now, from your eyes closed, you can still see. Can you still? Your eyes are closed, right? You have seen Rabbah before, right? Can you see him right now in front of you? That picture you have seen before? Yeah, you can see that picture which we have seen before, right? So that's what I'm saying. Close your eyes. Have you seen the picture of Jesus before? The picture of Jesus people make. Can you see right now the same picture? Okay. Mango. Have you seen mango in your life before? Do you know the shape of a mango? Color of mango? Can you picture it in your mind right now? Can you see the mango right now? In your mind? Huh? Describe the mango to me. It's green. Green. Okay. When I cut it, what's the color inside? It's like papaya color. Like papaya color. Which is yellow, orange? Mixed. Mixed. Okay. All right. Now, I'm taking a knife. Can you see the knife? Yes. Okay. I'm taking a mango. And I'm cutting the mango. Right down the middle. Yes. Can you see that mango being cut? Yes. And I'm opening up the mango. Yes. What color is the mango? Inside. The same color. The same color, right? You can see, right? In your mind now? Yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Close your eyes now. Both of you are driving in Assam. You're in the bus, okay? You're going in the bus. Can you see the bus? Yes? You're, the bus is shaking. Can you see the bus? It's going. And then you're passing Kazaranga. You know Kazaranga? Yes. And then, on the right side, you're seated on the window. You can see elephant. And everyone's saying, look at the elephant. And the color of the elephant is pink. <laughs> can you see the elephant? Yes. Can you see the elephant? Yes. <laughs> Now, did you see the pink elephant? 
Yes, Rob, did you see? Everyone, did you see or not? Okay. All right. So that screen in which you saw, okay, is one of the places, is one of the places God speaks to you. So you have to be sensitive of that screen in the moment of prayer. You have to be sensitive to the screen when God brings that person's face again and again and again to you. Because that screen is where I usually get body parts when I'm preaching. I'm just preaching and suddenly on that screen, because I've made myself conscious of that screen on my heart, I see a leg. It just comes and goes. Very brief. I'm preaching. My eyes are open, I'm preaching. But in my heart, I see a body part. Or sometimes I'm just preaching and I am just preaching and then when I'm preaching, somebody's nose is highlighted to me. And when I leave, I can't stop thinking about that person's nose. And so I just sometimes take a risk. Is there anyone having here sinus problems, nose problems? And people raise their hands, they get healed. Okay, so that place, that screen is one of the ways God speaks to you. Okay, so now we're going to use our imagination and ask God to show you a picture in that screen. The same place where you saw the pink elephant. Okay. All right. So are you ready? Turn to your neighbor. You are going to have a partner. Your person is next to you. Your neighbor is next to you. Everyone has a partner? Next to you. Next, 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 next. Okay. All right. One brother doesn't have a partner. Right? At the back. Okay. Please. Partner with someone. Maggie, you can go partner with him if you can. Okay, this is the question that you're going to ask God for your partner, all right? This is a question. And carefully listen to this question. If my partner was an animal, what animal would they be and why? Don't ask this question, okay? What animal do they look like? That's the wrong question. Think again. If my partner was an animal, what animal would they be and why? And you just think of that screen where you saw the pink elephant and let God bring an image up on that screen. Are you ready? Close your eyes, bow your heads, and just pray after me. Just pray after me. Holy Spirit, I yield my heart to you to hear from you. I ask right now, if my partner was an animal, what animal would they be? And why? Now just listen. Done? Everyone got something? Yes? Okay. Now, you are not going to tell that person what animal you saw. I want you to open up. Okay. Your phones are not here. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to speak to that person. But don't tell them what animal you saw. Tell them the positive characteristics of the animal you saw. 
Because when you're prophesying to people, you can't tell people, I see you like a monkey. No. <laughs> they are not monkeys. But the monkey has characteristic, right? So I just sense that you are very strong and agile and you're very fit. See, if you see a tiger, you don't say you're a tiger. I see the Lord has given you this courage. The Lord has given you this grace. So you speak the positive characteristic of the animal to them. That's the way of prophesying to them. Did you follow? All right. Take one minute, one person, and then the other person one minute, and speak to one another positive characteristics of that animal that you saw. Now, if you need time to think about that animal you saw and the positive characteristics, think about it. Even a rat has positive characteristics. Okay, even a snake has positive characteristics. You have to learn how to discern. If you see a snake, doesn't mean God is saying that person is a snake. <laughs> no, there are some positive characteristics that you have to find. So sometimes it's good to Google it quickly also. All right, okay, come. Share to one another the positive characteristic of what you saw. Okay, are you done? So, how many of you got a word that you felt really does describe you and is encouraging? Can I see your hands? Right? Okay? All right. Come, both of you. So now you tell me, what is it that you saw about him? What animal? It's a snake and also kind of with a... Snake with peacock feathers. Okay. So, you spoke something positive about that? Peacock is about? Okay. Colorful character, many gifts, many talents. Okay. And snake is very resilient, is able to function and go travel in many different places, be living in many different kind of situations, circumstances. So, you find something from that and you speak, okay? Okay. So, you give an encouraging word, you know, uh, the Lord um, has blessed you with strength, speed, um, things like that, right? From the animal that you saw. All right. So, how many of you got something that was specific to you and you bear witness in your heart that it was an encouraging word? Yes? Okay. All right. How many of you didn't get any animal? Everyone got an animal for the other person? Okay. Now, sometimes you may not know the characteristic because it does take study also. So you can go and study on Google what are the positive characteristics of this animal. Because sometimes you will see plant also. You will see color also when you pray for people. So what is the meaning of this color is how you speak. Because sometimes when I pray for people, I see pink. So, the pink color is a symbol of healing. So, I start saying with them, the Lord wants you to know that He's bringing healing into your life. And the Lord has been, you know, ministering to you in this area. And suddenly, they start crying. Okay. So, numbers mean something. Colors mean something. They're all biblical. So, at times you pray. Because God doesn't speak in words. He speaks in symbols. He speaks in pictures. So, colors, numbers, characters. Even animals all have meaning in the Bible. 
The horse has a meaning. The ant has a meaning. Ant is very hardworking. Okay? Even storm has a meaning. Wind has a meaning. Mountains have a meaning. Objects have meaning in the Bible. So to be able to interpret prophecy, you need to know the Bible. We think to interpret prophecy, I don't need Bible. Hey, Bible charity, I just, and I'll just get. But how do you interpret what you got? Many times people don't know how to interpret. So what happens is this nuggling. They interpret the dreams from animist tradition. Animist style. Instead of from the Bible. And that's when you get into error. They interpret from the old religion what the Holy Spirit is saying. Not every time you see dog is lost. In the times, in Bible sometimes the dog is a symbol of a faithful. Faithful person. But at times a dog also means someone who has no self-control. So you have to understand the context in which God is giving that word to that person. Because the word also comes according to the season that person is in their life. So you have to know the Bible, study symbols, numbers from the Bible. Not numerology, but the meaning, biblical meaning of numbers. Number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. What do they mean? Colors, what do they mean? Okay. So that way you are able to speak into people's lives. All right, you may be seated. Okay, another exercise? Yes or no? Okay. All right. Let's look at another partner. Turn to the person behind you. Now, first to roast, to roast, to roast, to roast, to roast. Turn behind. Yeah. You got it? And the person at the back? Does everyone have partner? Oh, they have partner, right? Okay. So, very simple. In this exercise, you're going to picture your friend is a whiteboard. Okay. And you're going to ask God to write something on this whiteboard. Okay? It could be a word, it could be a picture, it could be a number or color. Whatever God wants to write on this whiteboard, which is the person in front of you. And after all of you get something, you are going to speak to the person what you received on that whiteboard for that person. Okay? Close your eyes. Now just ask the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, give me a word for the person in front of me. Now just wait on the Lord. Don't have to wait too long. Whatever came to your mind, the first 30 seconds, that's it. Don't need to strain. Even if it sounds very silly, very foolish, whatever you saw, you just have to just speak it. Another 30 seconds, so take your time. Okay, go ahead and share. Have you all shared? Any testimonies? Anyone 
got something which was quite accurate or what you get? Apple. Some? Some weeks ago. Okay. All right. Wonderful. So it made the connection to you, right? Anyone else want to share? What did you get for your friend? Huh? The grave into gardens. Okay. Okay. So, did you tell her? How did you communicate to her? Okay. So, it's a word for her. So, the way that you would communicate something like this was, you know, I just sense the Lord is doing a work in your life and the dead areas of your life. Grave refers to deadness. God is turning those same areas back into life. He's bringing beauty to it. Your life is going to be like a garden and it's going to be a blessing, you see. So God is bringing the healing. God is bringing the restoration. God is bringing all those. The dead areas of your life are coming back to life. Okay. What do you think? Yes? Okay. There's some areas where you felt dead in your life, in your heart. Your past life. Okay. So how has it been in the Bible school? Has God brought peace? Healing. Okay. Okay. All right. God is doing work, bringing life back into you. Okay. So garden, life, color, healing, grave, death, right? So that's the way you will speak it. Okay. Let's take, um, what else? Who else want to share? Numbers. What numbers do you get? 26. Are you 26 years old? <laughs> huh? So you got to ask. See, when you get the number 26, you have to ask the Holy Spirit. And, and, and is very important in the prophetic. Okay. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will just say one thing. He's also testing you. Do you want more? Sometimes we get so excited, we just run with what we see and then we sometimes make wrong interpretation also. So you have to be Patient to the Holy Spirit. And what it means. And. Always add an and. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Green color. Okay. You saw the green color. Paddy field. Light green. That's what you saw. Did it make sense to you? Huh? What's the meaning of green? So green in the Bible means growth. Okay? Green also, when you see paddy field, it's associated with harvest. Okay, so that's a word for him about what he must be doing after he goes back to Burma, right? Harvest. Focus on harvest. The harvest is ripe. Okay. Or it could also be a word for him that God is giving him growth in his life. So it depends on what you saw. You saw the harvest or you saw a tree. Harvest. Okay. So that's how you interpret it. You know, you point towards a direction. Something about his calling, something about his purpose. Okay, what did you see for him? Huh? Cycle. Circle. Circle. Okay. Does it encourage you? Circle. You can go anywhere. <laughs> so the Lord is molding you, right? You're not 
stubborn. You're not like a fixed shape. Okay. All right. What, what did you see for her? Release. Village. Okay. So did you tell her? Did you ask the Lord what it meant? Okay. So when you get the word, you have to ask the Lord, Lord, and what does it mean? You've got to push a little deeper. You've got to take some risk. And you have to say something what you sense in your heart about that picture or the word you got. Okay. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes I even have people in our team, sometimes they say, Pastor, I saw this. I'm like, fine, you saw it. What does it mean? I don't know. I just saw it. The meaning God will give you because you saw it, right? So you got to go deeper. Understand this. Getting revelation is the easy part. Even little spiritual babies get revelation. How many of you got dreams when you were a spiritual babe and you didn't understand what it meant, but you got a dream from God? Yeah. Getting a revelation is the easy part. People think getting a revelation is for mature believers. No. Getting revelation is the easy part. Interpreting. Interpreting takes wisdom. A relationship with the Holy Spirit. Okay? So there are different parts to a revelation you get. First is the receiving part, which is easy. The interpretation part requires wisdom. Requires a gift also. Because interpretation also is from God. So you have to push in deeper and ask the Lord. Okay? Alright? Okay. Turn around to your friend again. Now this is just to practice, okay? I want you to look at what color they are wearing. Now, some of you may be wearing different colors, so observe what color strikes your heart the most from what they are wearing or the way this pattern. All right? Look properly. Look. Take it seriously, guys. And I want you to release an encouraging word to them based on what they are wearing. Now, don't try to say, oh, I have to prophesy. No. Just release an encouraging word based on what they are wearing, what the color means, what, and just release them an encouraging word specific to that person. Listen, this is practice. This is activation. So feel free to just release without fear of being wrong. There's no marks for this. All right? Your benefit is what you do yourself. All right, go ahead. Okay. Did you all share? Did they encourage you? Were you able to just put some words, put some meaning and encourage them based on what they saw? See, you are seeing with your eyes, right? And you just encourage them based on what you saw, right? Yes? So, do the same when you see in the Spirit. Ah, isn't it easy now? What you saw in the Spirit, you just encourage them. And sometimes, you may not understand it. So what you just tell them is, I just got this word village. Does it make any sense to you? You ask them. And they would reply, yeah, the Lord told me. Last night, village. Like what she said. So it makes sense. So you, the words they use no? is important. Does it make any sense to you sometimes? Sometimes it won't make sense to you who receive. But when you give it to that other person, it makes sense to them. Because God spoke to them the same thing. Alright? Okay, one more. So now, we're not going to give encouraging words. You're going to give prophecy. What's your name? Okay, so now you're going to ask the Lord for a word for her. And you're going to give it publicly. That means everyone's going to hear what word you got for her. Anyone, all of you will ask. 
and then you will give a word for her. The same way as you just give a word encouraging right now to one another. All right? So close your eyes. Ask the Lord for a word for Kavadlu. Okay. Done. Now, whoever just got impressed with the word and encouraging, something, a picture that you saw, I want you to just share it to her. You like outdoor activities? Field and fields. You like to go outside? Huh? Okay. You, you play sports? What sports do you play? Okay. Okay. Good. Does it encourage you? Yes. Wonderful. All right. Someone else, come. Be listening. You can even get the word right now. As others are saying it, you'll get the word also. So high? Okay. That's wonderful. Come. Gracious. That's what you got in your heart? Okay. Does that make sense to you? Gracious. Are you a very gracious person? Okay. Come. From this side. Do do what you get. Huh? Trust the Lord. Okay. That's wonderful. Now, now what I want you to say, I want you to phrase it properly. I want you to say it this way. I sense in my heart, the Lord is saying to you, trust in me. Okay? Like for example, the kind of worship God. I sense in my heart, the Lord is saying that you will soar high. Okay? So I want you to put the right words. That's how you practice. Okay? Someone from this side, come. Yes. So who's saying that? You saying or who? <laughs> huh? You sense the Lord is saying to her? God will always protect her. Okay. Wonderful. Do you sometimes doubt whether God will protect you? Sometimes that doubt comes? Okay. <laughs> All right. Come, decide. Come on. Come, decide. Huh? Say it the proper way I shared. Yeah. God wants you to be bold or God is blessing you with boldness. Okay, boldness. All right, next, go ahead. Say the right way. Say it to her, not to me. Okay, next, this side. Pure water, very clean. Okay. Does that bear witness in your heart? Yes? Okay. Decide, come. Treasure of God. Okay, that's wonderful. One more person here. Amen. Wonderful. Come, let's have uncle come here. All right, so. I know, I know, it's okay. <laughs> we had enough fun on Saturday, right? Okay, so all of you are going to ask for a word from the Lord for a dear brother here. And then you're going to release it like in a proper sentence, like you are in a ministry, like you are the prophet, and I want you to release the word. Okay, let's close our eyes and ask the Lord. Amen. 
Okay. Ladies, even if it was very faint, whatever, just slight impression, share it. God honors His faithfulness. That's wonderful. I could sense the anointing there also when you said that. Okay, this side, come. Now stand to your feet and say, Glory. The Lord is releasing the word glory for Him. Okay. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, the next person, don't look at me and say, Tell him. Look at him and tell him. You all are looking at me. <laughs> this is not the exam, okay? All right. Come, this way, ladies. Tell him. Shepherd? Okay. So, and, and, say it more. So, shepherd and continue. What else do you sense in your heart? And ask the Lord for more. And what do you think it means? You're going to be pastor, something like that, say it. Okay, wonderful. All right, so I'm just pushing you to go a little further. Okay, when you release the word. Next, from this side. Okay, wonderful. Next, come ladies from here. Come. I'm going to pick you if you don't stand. Come, stand and say. And? Yeah, just speak by faith. And? Again, speak. Amen. Does it bless you? Bear witness? Yes, wonderful. Come on. That was wonderful. Come, someone from here? Yes. And? Okay, wonderful. How many of you sense the anointing increase in the room? How many of you sense that? Right? Yeah. Come on. Someone else from the ladies? Shushma, stand up and prophesy what you have sensed. And you walk in divine good health. Okay. Thank you. You may be seated. Okay. So what you're going to do right now, since the anointing is here, you're going to turn to your neighbor and both, all of you are going to pray and speak a word of prophecy over one another. There's an anointing for prophecy right now. Tap into that anointing by faith. It's here in this room. The anointing to prophesy. Just by faith, tap into it and begin to pray for your partner and just believe to speak words inspired by the Holy Spirit. Okay? Thank you, partner. Come, you may be saved. Okay. Now, did you hear your partner's prayer? Did you hear what they prayed over you? Yes? Yeah, did you... Was there any word that was... It made sense to you? It encouraged you? It was from the Lord you sense? Yes? Did you hear each other's prayer or you just prayed? Fighting one another. <laughs> Sometimes your prayers are like... Did you hear each other's prayer? Yeah? Did you hear what she prayed for you? Yeah? Did you hear what she prayed for you? Huh? No, you didn't hear. So you have to tell each other what you prayed for when you were praying. Just take one minute to just... Because some of you were praying at the same time. So you couldn't hear one another, right? So just tell them, this is what I sense for you when I prayed for you. Come, just say that. Let's take a minute. We should have actually prayed for one another. One person listen, one person pray. One person listen, one person pray. 
Okay. Did you all share? So now when you shared what you prayed, does this make sense to you? Was it a word for you from the Lord? Yes or no? Yes? You bear witness in your heart? It encouraged you? Did some of you pray something that you never thought about that person? And it was so weird, but you just prayed out and that person agrees? Yes or no? Yeah? So, that's how prophetic prayer works. You just tap into the Holy Spirit. You speak by faith. In the future, when you do this, don't pray at the same time. Because you're so focused on praying, you're not listening to what the other person is saying. You pray, take time, listen, and pray for the person. And then let that person pray. Alright? If you have been blessed through this podcast, we invite you to partner with us in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ from Nagaland to the nations. We make all our series available for free, but it does cost us time, effort, and money to do it. So the support of people such as you will enable us to reach more people in more regions. Remember, when you give, the Word of God says in 2 Corinthians 9.8 that God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you, always having all sufficiency, all things, may have an abundance of every good work. If you would like to support our media ministry on a monthly basis or through a one-time gift, kindly write to us at faithharvestnagaland at gmail.com and visit our website www.faithharvest.in and you can go to the giving section. You can also give through this UPI ID 700-568-4533 at Paytm. God bless you and thank you so much for your generosity.